So I got sick again this week because that's apparently just going to be my life this winter. Uh, and so I had I was texting with mom earlier in the week and <laughs> she was like, have you noticed you've been getting sick a lot? I was like, but yes, yes, I have. <laughs> I have noticed that. Was she judging you or just pointing it out? I think she was just like sweetly pointing it out. And then she was like, do you think maybe you need to get some blood work done? I was like, I mean, most, yeah, most of the time, yeah, probably. Probs, yeah. But it could just be that you have kids in school and they're gross. No offense. No, no, they are. No offense taken. Um, Yeah, it just, and I feel like it kind of comes in waves like that. Like I'll have a winter where I don't get sick at all. Yeah. And then a winter where I seem to get sick all the time. And apparently I'm having one of those winters. Well, I was just about to ask because you do sound sick. Yeah, so I'm sorry I'm nasally, but yeah. guess what, guys? This episode, it's not going to be great anyway because <laughs> what we're discussing is just I, a dumpster fire. Kelsey left, I don't know, like it was maybe four minutes in, and she's like, if I hear mommy, mommy, mommy one more time. So she just turned to me and she's like, I'll be upstairs. I don't blame her. I wanted to turn it off. Um, and the only reason I'm on my phone is because I have my notes on my phone I this time. We're going to try care. that. I wouldn't care. Oh, good thinking. <laughs> I'm just like doing other things. <laughs> well, speaking of doing other things, I was struggling so hard to continue watching that I ended up playing Minecraft while watching because it was so bad. I'm glad. Well, <laughs> so after we watched that trash heap, and we will tell you what it is, guys. I mean, you've probably seen the episode description anyway. So I come home this evening and last night I thought, okay, well, that was terrible. I need to take it off of my Amazon watch list. Oh, no. Well, I forgot to. So I come home after work today and guess what my family is watching? Ronaldo. You fool. It's like you're a new mom. (laughs) Come on. I know. I walked into the house. I saw that dumb mom's face and I went, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Why are you guys watching this? Why are you watching it? And she was looking at me, or my oldest, bleep. Um, and she's like, mom, what is wrong? And I'm like, no, no, you weren't supposed to watch this. It's so bad. And she's like, it's, it's not that bad. Ugh. And David's like, he, they found it. He blames it on them. I'm like, you're sitting right here. And yes, granted, it's Mary-Kate and Ashley. And yes, granted, I bought this. I didn't rent it. I bought it because I thought I probably will watch it with the girls. You know, I'll watch it with you and then I'll watch it with the girls and Mm -hmm. it'll be something we watch every Christmas. No. No. I never again think I would have. I imagine you would have preferred to come in and have them watching like something that's like not for kids. Like, oh, no, I forgot to remove Game of Thrones from there or something. Truly. You know, they're going to love it. They're going to love it. And they're going to want to watch all of their movies. Well, that's fine. I mean, they already like Mary-Kate and Ashley. They've seen some of their other films. I'm fine with that. This one, though, was... But not this one. And in case you are wondering, we are talking today about the film, quote-unquote, To Grandmother's House We Go. This is a Mary-Kate and Ashley film. It is not their best work. I... Went into this with actually very high expectations that you and I were going to have a grand old time watching it because we watched we watched separately but together. Yeah. Uh, and that's not what happened. So we're going to discuss it anyway. 
Mm-hmm. I will just say I'm sticking with the Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie as my Christmas movie tradition. And I think next time we should do a like a video call and we should watch that together because the service we used was stupid. Like we both still had to pay for it. And then it was just like, do you want a message here? And I'm like, no, we could just text each other. It was so dumb. There was literally no point. My assumption when we did a watch party like that would be that if I purchased it, Whoever I invited to the watch party would just get to watch it. Like if you rent a movie from Blockbuster, RIP, not everybody has to pay for a separate movie rental. And see, I assumed that because I understand like not making that unlimited, but I assumed that they would have like a certain amount of times you could do that each month if you're paying for their expensive yearly membership company. Mm -hmm. And company, I'm pretty sure I could only invite a certain amount of people as well. So it's not like I could invite 100 people. Yeah. I don't know 100 people. The whole thing was stupid, was a negative experience. It really was. And we're going to talk about it. So to Grandmother's House We Go is a 1992 Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. Amazon I mean, the service says this is rated 13 plus, which I find really odd being that it centers around twins that are in kindergarten. (laughs) Do you think it's because of the kidnapping? It's probably because of the kidnapping, because spoiler alert, this is a kid's movie with kidnapping and other felonies, I think. (sighs) Felonies. Yeah, yeah. yes. Stealing somebody's mail is a felony. There were felony themes. So many plots. And too many. So many. There were so many and at the same time, none at all. Yeah. It was like there were a lot of plots, but none of them were good. Like a like a really sad salad bar. That's been out for too long. Mm-hmm. This is Mary Kate and Ashley's first film. And it shows. Like we're talking first before the adventures of Mary Kate and Ashley detective movies. Like oh, this is loved first those. first. Loved those. It was written, produced, and directed by Jeff Franklin, and he is also the creator of Full House, which obviously the twins were on, among a bunch of other notable titles that I didn't write down. So there's really no excuse for how terrible this is. Because that was something, too, where it wasn't just that like the acting was bad, like the writing. I remember, I remember, it was yesterday. <laughs> it was yesterday. <laughs> but I had this thought multiple times of like, why is this writing also so bad? Yeah, and you're right. The first, no, not even the first half, 75% of the movie is just those twins fucking annoying the shit out of their mother and me. I mean, just being little stinks. They should have, you know, last episode how we were talking about the slut shaming that happened at my middle school and also probably high Mm -hmm. school. They should have just shown this movie. Nobody would want to have sex. Like, if you knew it was a risk that you could have these children, like, that would have worked. (laughs) That would be the best abstinence program. Agreed. Why don't we just show horribly annoying children to teenagers and be like, do you want to wake up to this? Is this what you want? Yeah, it should just be. The answer is no. You know, they sometimes, I I don't know if they still do it, but they'll give, like, two kids, like, an egg or a doll or something like that. I'm like, no, you should just, just have them babysit. Truly, it was... Oh, I understand why Kelsey left. Okay. I have no trivia questions, partly because you and I watched this together, partly because I could find no other interesting facts to turn into a trivia question. The premise is that single mom, single mom, Uh who works too hard. Oh, sorry. God damn it. No. You know what? No. Does she love her kids? (laughs) 
<laughs> I only put the who works too hard. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was there. I was really focused on my Tommy J's. Wow. Okay. Single mom who works too hard, Rhonda, <laughs> is raising her twin girls, Sarah and Julie, alone by herself without a husband. Go ahead. I like that she mentioned that her husband, she had one and he left. I imagine they did that to clear up that this wasn't like a teen pregnancy or something, that these weren't children out of wedlock. Very good point. Yes. It's like, no, no, no. She was wedded. She deserves your sympathy. She deserves your sympathy. Yes. Yes. No, I truly feel like this. I would also, because I was born in 92, I would like to hear from somebody who remembers existing in 92. Was Rhonda still like a popular name i guess it would have been earlier than that like 70s or 80s can somebody let us know Rhonda? as as she has to be in like her 20s yeah was Rhonda? but i suppose like you said she would have been born in like the 70s and i feel like Rhonda was a very 70s name mom let us know mom write in have you noticed how mom has gotten like a little sassier with her feedback oh she's so sassy like before, it was about how great we were, and now she has like notes and corrections. I just wanted to say. <laughs> yes. We always know when she's listening because we get a text from her to the both of us. It's like, I had some thoughts. Yeah. So um, regarding this. And then it'll be colon, <laughs> and then there'll be multiple paragraphs. Yes. So Rhonda from the 70s in the 90s gets hit on constantly by an FPD driver named Eddie who is a sleaze disguised as a good old boy who just loves Westerns and Roy Rogers. That, when I was like, oh God, they're making him the love interest, are they? I was so pissed because he is so gross. She's made it very clear. He's terrible. She's made it very clear. And this is so fucking 90s, like rom-com of she's not interested and it doesn't matter. No, no. It doesn't matter, and he's just going to keep being sleazy until he wears her down, which happens. Yeah, I was going to say, spoiler alert, uh, it happens, but they disguise his slimeballiness with the whole, oh, he just loves Westerns, and that is supposed to make him, I think, like cute and innocent and, again, the whole good old boy type personality and he's not he's gross and he's aggressive and he doesn't listen to what she wants yeah and then when he finds out she has kids he acts real weird about it yes like, he is like disgusted yeah because it like changes her from a sex object to a mom and i imagine that women only exist as those two things for him as mommies or as like <laughs> fuck toys or as third option Roy Rogers. <laughs> Third option. Maybe the horse that Roy Rogers was on was a girl that might, Phillies might be the third option. Phillies. Okay, so there's that. Uh, her girls really think that mom Rhonda should ask Santa for a husband for Christmas or at the very least a boyfriend. Like, I would tell those kids to on, fuck mom. off so hard. What do you guys know about a boyfriend or a husband? Yeah. Like your dad left. <laughs> can you imagine Probably being like, of you. I was going to say, can you imagine being like, well, I, I would ask again, but I'm afraid that you're going to drive him away. <laughs> Sorry, girls. It's not good, guys. Um, This is the part where Eddie finds out that the, does he call her the sludgy babe? Yeah. Or slushy. The slushy babe. Slushy or sludge. I can't remember. It was gross either way. 
Yeah, he gets some sort of convenience store slushy type drink every time he comes in to harass objectify her. Rhonda. Yes, harass. Uh, so he refers to her as such. And uh, he discovers she has kids when he delivers a package to their apartment and somehow manages to step right in the middle of the snowman the twins have just made. I don't know how he missed that. Uh, so immediately they hate him, which, I mean, us too. It's the only time I agree with those kids. Yeah, no, that part was pretty fair. Yeah, that was understandable. Uh, the package he is bringing is from their great-grandma Mimi, who lives in Edgemont. You're going to hear about Edgemont a lot in this movie. And grandma. And grandma. You're going to wish that grandma got hit by a reindeer. You're <laughs> and you're never going to want to go to Edgemont in your life. I'm pretty sure this is just like a travel and tourism commercial for Edgemont, yeah. brought to you by Edgemont. Uh, <laughs> for Edgemont by Edgemont. And it also doesn't seem like they've ever met this grandma. Is that the impression you got as well? Um, I was probably playing Minecraft at this point, so I don't know. I thought they maybe had... Uh, she seemed like some mysterious grandma from far away that just like sent them gifts every now and then. Yeah. And she invites them for Christmas, but Rhonda's like has to work on Christmas Day because single mom and she hasn't told the girls yet, which is like, when were you going to tell them and who was going to watch them? Can I tell you what really pisses me off about this film? Of course I can't because yes. that's the entirety of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Go. She is telling the babysitter how, yeah, like she's like, oh, God, I have to work Christmas Eve and I haven't told the girls and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, what I don't get is what would have solved everything, what would have given her a little bit of a break, what would have let her work on Christmas Eve and the girls to get Christmas time. Why not just send them to grandma's house like a couple days early and pick like go up there yeah. on Christmas. That's what drove me crazy because I'm like, you're not going to be there for Christmas Eve anyways. <laughs> you're not working Christmas. Why not just like December 22nd, 23rd, yeet those kids up to Mima's or whatever the fuck. <laughs> have a few days Mimi. off. Yeah, have a few days off and then hope Mimi hasn't murdered them and go up there for Christmas or go up there Christmas Eve after your shift. This is what I did not get. It made no fucking <laughs> sense. Well, that's what made me think that they didn't know this grandma very well. Who cares? Well, <laughs> I mean, just because she's the grandma doesn't mean she's. <laughs> well, a it good seemed person. like it seemed like the daughter knew her well enough. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's the grandma, like it's their grandma, but like, but it's like she. It's, oh, I wonder, was that the mom's grandma and their? I don't know. We didn't get that lore. Mom, we didn't get that lore. What I'm saying though is, it seems like she knew her well enough, and the kids knew of her, and they—I mean—they went on their own to go spend time with her. Why not just have them go there, have a couple days to breathe, work the stupid I day? You, I am. That is when I was like, I can't, and that's very early on that that's revealed, and I was furious. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, I think the reason she couldn't do that is because she is a single mom and she has to do it all herself. Because if she doesn't, then she's a bad mom because 90s. She can't have a break. Does that help? Yeah, that helps a little bit. But I'm like, your husband already left you. So obviously you fucked up in like 90s world. <laughs> so you might as well just keep the ball rolling and give them to Mimi, right. Mama. <laughs> Mimi, Mama. Mama Moo Cow. <laughs> I, because you re oh, reminded shit. me of that, I now have been thinking of it every few days and just cackling and dying. <laughs> That'll pop into my head. Bop it, bitch. It'll pop into my head. 
We're going to have to make merch that says bop it, bitch, and skip it, skank. For who? For us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just for us. Cool. Maybe a couple other people. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know if you'd wear a shirt that says bop it, bitch. <laughs> Maybe a sticker. Yeah, we could do a sticker. That might be a little less aggressive. <sighs> okay, what else is happening? Okay, so we don't know why they can't go see Mima. The The reason is not understood. And later... The girls overhear their mom talking to her friend slash girl's babysitter about how Sarah and Julie are a handful and that all she wants for Christmas is some time alone, which I mean, same girl, like I get it, but uh, they immediately decide that they are going to go on their own to Grandma Mukau's house for <laughs> a for a visit. So they can give their mom a break because she works too hard. Uh, and they have a really long packing montage for this. It was too long. I went and got snacks during it and came back and they were still packing. So, of course, on on their journey, they run into Eddie out on deliveries and they stow away in his truck until Sarah has a bathroom emergency and he has to pull over. Eddie is still singing along to old country music and it's interspersed with actual clips from black and white westerns uh, and this is supposed to endear us to him and it may have worked in the 90s but we're not falling for it now ed we know who you are you know what he ends up having a pretty good time hanging out with the girls especially considering he's getting delivery tips because they're so cute and he gets to take them out for ice cream and has zero actual parental responsibility and everybody thinks he's a great dad which facts yeah well we did that was our fun exchange during it is that you were what did you say you said something like he spent a day with them and everybody (laughs) and he's dad of the year now (laughs) and then i was like that's actually pretty accurate (laughs) correct my favorite message from you was that eddie needs to be put to sleep (laughs) (laughs) yeah i still stand by that he was awful and he like I will give him, like, he was an attractive man. Like, I found him attractive. I know I'm speaking to the wrong audience here, but I did find Mm -hmm. him attractive physically. Uh, But he was just a yucko. Yeah, he really just, like, hung out with the girls, kind of tolerated them. And then Mm -hmm. my favorite part, I don't know if this is jumping the gun or jumping the horse barrel. What do horses jump? Those, whatever. They don't jump barrels. (laughs) They don't. No, they run around them. I couldn't think of the, what, what, anyways, it doesn't matter. Jumping things. Um, like a pole a pole <laughs> like a stripper pole, pole? no I don't, I don't think they jump poles uh kelsey's a horse girl she would know pole vaulting <laughs> <laughs> like a horse i don't know if this is pole vaulting the horse but the part where he calls Rhonda and lets her know that like he has her kids and i'm like okay my thought is that this is a guy who's been harassing you a customer yes. harassing you at work And you're just like, oh, you just happen to have my children. Okay. Thank God. Yes. And that's my next note. There is no sense of urgency to for him to get the kids back to their mom or for her to be like, where are you? I am coming to you. Do not move. I'm calling the police. She's just like, oh, I'm so glad you have them. Just, you know, bring them by whenever. She's yeah, she's treating him. Like, it's established that they're friends and they're not. No. He really is just a customer that comes in and, like, sexually harasses her. But it's the 90s, so it's just like, ugh, just that guy. And her response is so absurd because I was just thinking, 
if one of your customers or something like that, when you worked at the pizza place, no, you didn't have kids pizza then. Pizza slut. Pizza slut. But no, can I you didn't. imagine just like, I mean, that's what it is though. It's like a regular coming in and just being like, oh, I, I found your kids. I know they're missing. I found them. I don't have anything to do with it. So don't worry. And we've been hanging out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just letting you know now. And also I have to finish my job, even though I could or my shift, even though I could take enough time to just hang out with them, and then I'll bring them mm-hmm. home. I would be like pedophile. Absolutely. Like, you're why are you them. hanging out with my kids? Yeah. Why did you wait to call me? Why are you hanging out with them? Did you already kill them? Yeah. Like, no, none of it makes sense. This could have been a lifetime movie that mom watched and fell asleep to, and then I saw and was traumatized by. You know what? And it probably should have been. That would have been a better lesson, honestly. Then, hey, girls, if you stow away on a stranger's truck who's been harassing your mommy, you will eventually, again, spoiler alert, uh, make it to grandma's house like you wanted. You'll get ice cream along the way. Uh, People will give you money and it'll be great. It'll just be great. Goodbye. Yes, I I had a huge issue with that. Um, And finally, Eddie does bring the girls back to their mom, except, and this enraged me. This was fucking stupid. And it was only so those bandits could be a part of this. Yeah. So he brings the girls to the apartment, except instead of just walking inside the apartment with them, he locks them in his truck. Why? It's... Why? It's so... Like, obviously, as you said, it's plot device so that the bandits can attack. But it is so kidnappy i want to see this movie with like horror music i want to see a cut of it i want to see it recut where it's turned into a horror movie because it is so creepy it's bonkers when he locked them in that truck i was like you're at the apartment why can't they come in with you and again the mom i mean i would be watching out that window waiting for that truck to pull up and i'd be on my feet outside getting those girls but no No, he gets whacked over the head by some old lady who's one of the FPD bandits. Because FYI, there are FPD bandits that are robbing these delivery trucks. What does FPD stand for? I meant to look it up. Do we know? I was guessing it was because they couldn't use um, UPS. Or what's the FedEx or something like that. I don't know. So it's just like a delivery acronym, we think. Yeah, yeah. It's just a he's just a delivery driver. Yeah, turns out uh, the bandits are on a power walk, literally. Uh, One of them is played by Rhea Perlman. She's like a real actress. Uh, And Jerry Van Dyke. Is that like Dick Van Dyke's brother? I don't know. It was your episode, Riley. He looks a lot like him. Well, I didn't look any of that up because I didn't care that much. The the woman did look familiar. So that makes sense that, yeah. She's been in a lot. Oh, I just remembered what she was most recently in. Yeah. She played um ruth and barbie oh shit really yeah well that's her but i mean she's been in a ton of stuff that's awesome so yeah these bandits knock eddie (laughs) our hero over the head take off in the truck don't realize the girls are in there Uh uh-oh we've kidnapped these girls they think that they're going to get a reward for finding the twins. So they turn this into an actual kidnapping slash ransom situation. And they tell the girls that they are going to take them to their grandmas in Edgemont. Once again, this is another thing that's super creepy because I feel like people committing that kind of felony would probably kill them. 
and they might look like grandparents. Yeah. It's just, it's all very, it just gives such bad mixed messages. I, I don't like it. Here's where I get to my, not that there haven't been so many red flags, but my big red flag for a man is if he has a personal shrine to Roy Rogers, complete with a mannequin in the corner, <laughs> that's a red flag. Yeah, Eddie has this. He shows it to Rhonda, and he also mansplains what the city is to her. Did you notice? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I. Yeah. He's like describing how much he wants to be just in the country, you know, hence all of the the Western stuff. And he's literally explaining how the city is different than the country. <laughs> and she at one point actually acts like she doesn't understand. So you know what? I guess I guess maybe he had to explain. Maybe he it. had to break it down for her. Yeah. Oh, I he also it so brings much. up like the kids are gone and he just keeps bringing up money. Oh, yeah, yeah because he has a lottery you ticket. You forgot one of the other plots is that he, <sighs> when he was hanging out with the children and not returning them to their mother, yeah, he got a lottery ticket and then had them pick the numbers and it was their birthday. And then he realizes- he's a dad now. Yeah. <laughs> he realizes the lottery ticket's on them. So he's just like really concerned about the money while the children are with felons. And Rhonda is sort of upset. Yeah, I was like, going to say. kind of being upset. Rhonda seems like, like your kids forgot to tell you that they signed you up to make cupcakes the next day. <laughs> yeah, she's just sort of stressed out. Yeah, she's. Just a little bit frazzled. Yeah, there's like some moderate stress happening. And why are we at Eddie's apartment? Why wouldn't you be staying at your apartment next to the phone? In case the kidnappers well, call again. Well, didn't they need a red hat? And so he was like, hey, check out this red cowboy hat I have. <laughs> like they did, but he could have gone on his own. Instead, she's like on some weird like Tinder date with him. Yeah. Where she has to go look at his shrine and, oh, he's given me a gift I don't really want. And she's sort of just like hanging out waiting for the night to end <laughs> and sort yeah. of worried about her daughter. Yeah. No, it, it was really like lackadaisical. It wasn't just like, bring me the fucking red hat. Or I'm like, you don't have a red hat, lady? Oh, and that's so the uh, kidnappers can identify them at the skating rink so that they can exchange the $10,000 for the children. Yeah, and it's at like a carnival near Edgemont, right? Yeah, yep, it sure is. Okay, because here's the thing. You might have noticed I put my phone down. Uh, I don't have any notes after this, and the movie is not over. (laughs) So... (laughs) Let's break the rest down from memory, shall we? <laughs> so they get to the carnival. Well, w- first, the the kidnappers spend a lot of time with the children. And it yes. just creeped me out. Like, they're sitting on his lap and they're sleeping yes. at their place. And it's just, like, the kidnappers are also supposed to be sort of endearing. And I was just, right. the entire time, I'm like, why why this plot? Why the lottery plot? Why so, so many different plots? Also, why Eddie? But yes, why Eddie? They they eventually get to the ice skating rink. The kidnappers bring the kids and then lose the kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my God! We forgot yet another plot. <sighs> Eddie and Rhonda. Remember how they have to sell all the stuff to get the ten thousand dollars in cash? So then oh. the they pawn it, and then the police think they're the bandits. I forgot about that stupid ass part. So then. Ice skating rink, oh. the lady, ice skating rink, then 
the lady brings no she doesn't she Which... has the kids elsewhere but she goes to meet Rhonda and Eddie and they give her the money and then her husband shows up and is like we have to give the money back we lost the kids and then the girls are just what like up on Santa's sleigh or something yeah and Santa goes to yeah, find an adult there. and they just steal the horses and the horses take off they're running like they've never run before they're going so fast and so Eddie oh, God. finally gets to live out his cowboy dreams. He does he take the red hat off of Rhonda or is it just on him now? He might take it off. Because he's of wearing her. I that think hat. He takes it off of her and puts it on and then goes to get a horse. He jumps on a horse. He's all of a sudden a Western hero. Also, the horse he looked ch- a little too small for him, but whatever. He chases down the girl. And the whole time he does not shut the fuck up. He is talking the whole time. He's talking to the horses that are careening towards a cliff. He's talking to the girl. Shut up, Eddie. Focus and get the girls off the GD runaway carriage. Yeah, because said carriage is, even though it's not a dead end, it's like the edge it's of a, a cliff. It's edge of a cliff. I mean, there's there's um, a fence there <laughs> I mean, it, like you have, but... <laughs> There's also, you can see from like angles that it really is just like, if you turn left, you can keep going. But for some reason, these horses who have been able to navigate the path all the way down here are just going to run over the edge like fucking bison on that goddamn rock. Like, Here's the thing. It is called Edgemont, number one. <laughs> That's the edge. That's number the edge two. Those horses, I think those horses were ready to end it all. <laughs> they were so fucking <laughs> tired I of think. all these kids and these costumes. Yeah, maybe. May- that would be believable. But alas, I mean, thankfully, <laughs> uh, the carriage does not go over the cliff. Everybody survives, including including good old, good old Eddie. Why? So he, he jumps ungracefully onto the side of the carriage, and then he gets yes. into like the the seat and for some reason he doesn't just grab the reins and stop he jumps onto then one of the horses on the carriage and there's some like whoa and bullshit and then the horse stops but then all of a sudden every and everyone's cheering and is like ah this is incredible and then he fucking the the horses just start they they go to grandma's house (laughs) again instead of bringing her children back to her he Rides right past <laughs> Rhonda with her goddamn kids. And she's just like, where are you going? And then she chases. Yeah, she pretty much just follows them. They arrive they there. And suddenly, like, this is supposed to be, I thought, like, in the city or, like, right by it. But all of a sudden, there's a log cab- cabin and <laughs> Grandma Mama Moo Cow comes out and just, just like, grandchildren. And they're excited to see her. So they they know her. They recognize her. No, Sid, they've been excited to see every stranger in this movie. That's, that's a good that fucking doesn't point. Tell me they know her. That's, that <laughs> is so like, true. Another stranger. Wow. Woo! So they run into her stranger house. Uh, the mom shows up and is like, wow, Eddie, thanks so much for saving my kids. He's like, you know what, Rhonda? You're not that gross. I was wrong. <laughs> Your vagina isn't Kids are ruined. Okay. 
even though two came out one right after the other, it, I bet it's not too bad down there. <laughs> I'll do you a favor. Don't worry, Rhonda. I'll <laughs> I'll smack that. So then you might be like, oh, thank God this is over. It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, Eddie also, to show his character growth, when he grabs the girls, he's like, I was worried about you two. <laughs> like no you weren't nobody was worried about them okay because no when he when they oh my god we forgot when the the bandit no. lady gives Rhonda and Eddie their things he's like immediately rifling through to find the ticket <laughs> the ticket but then like literally a minute later he's on a horse and like saving them and is like oh my god I was so worried about you guys you're my life now oh 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 and then the cops. And then the police come and they arrest them for being the bandits. And for some reason, they take the girls with, but then leave the girls at the carnival so they can t- continue taking their parents to the station. Yeah, th- but they Why like drive- they just leave them at their grandma's? And drive straight to the station, but instead they go back to the carnival. There's a group of people there. Finally, <laughs> the real bandits are like, we're bad guys. So they go and they say something about how it's going to be like, three-ish years and I'm like kidnap like one felony of package theft and then two you kidnapped and held children for ransom that's not three years but listen the justice system is fucked they probably will only serve three years true true I loved the creepy chanting from the crowd because Eddie wants to go (laughs) on his win a million whatever show and what was the crowd chanting like Christmas Eve Christmas. Yeah, because some one of one of the main characters says the girl about like, started. Oh yeah, because they're like it's Christmas Eve because they want the cop to use his cop mobile to speed them to the show. So the girls the start show. going Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, <laughs> truly like that monotone. And then the rest, uh, Riley, do it with me. We're gonna Christmas Eve, Eve Christmas Eve. Eve. Christmas Eve, Eve. Christmas Eve. Eve. It's like that. And then it just does panning around like all the extras. It looks at the... It was such a fucking long bit. It was so long. And then finally, the cops are like, yeah, sure. We'll drive you there. Which, no. No. Why? No. Ride your fucking horse there, Eddie, if it really matters that much to you. Right? I mean, it's not his horse, but you know. He's stolen enough things now. Right. Who cares at this point? So they get to the lottery show and the bouncer or whoever outside doesn't want to let him in. Of course, one of the girls just takes the ticket, sneaks in. uh, And (laughs) surprise, surprise, it's fucking Bob Saget. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I forgot the name. I can't remember the actress. Lori Lori Laughlin. Yeah. Um, They are the- Aunt Becky. Yeah. Aunt Becky. They're the lottery- hosts and then you notice that dj was in the crowd like the studio audience Mm -hmm. and they have you know the winning ticket and they get to spin and eddie's gonna go up there and spin the wheel except for then he's like no i want you girls to do it because they're like his good luck charms which i'm like you've known them for a day and they're not good luck look at what your day has been like look at it truly truly uh but they spin it naturally they win the jackpot and then the mom and him kiss and the girls comment on it. They say something gross. I can't remember. And they kiss again. And I was like, what a great, what a great lesson. (laughs) What a great lesson. Just like, you know what? If he does, if if he spent most of the time that you've known him disrespecting your boundaries and making you uncomfortable, if he's okay for one day, Mm -hmm. uh, 
I'm sure he'll be okay for the rest of your life. He's changed and he likes Westerns. I mean, I don't, what more proof do you need that he's a different man than he was an hour and a half ago? (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Yeah. All of that. He's obviously ready to be a stepfather. And I guess they're moving to Montana to have a ranch because he definitely seems like he could have the work ethic to run a ranch. Yeah. Oh, both of them. They're both just terrible. They're just they, terrible. I just, the funny thing now, too, is thinking because they win like $1.3 and then even they talk about after taxes, the idea of buying a ranch in Montana for like <laughs> $900,000 is fucking adorable. So precious. I mean, I know that was in the 90s, but still, I was just thinking about that now and I'm like, oh, God. Even 900000 you buy the ranch and then you have to get all of the animals right. and then take care of them. And I'm like, does does he know that like you have to do something with your ranch to make money from it? No, he doesn't. I don't think so. He absolutely doesn't. He's watched Westerns and that's what he knows about ranching. You're going to sink all of that money into getting the ranch and getting the animals for it. And then I'm like, you have to continue to take care of them and horses live like compared to other quote-unquote pets and horses I wouldn't really say are pet like but still they live a lot longer than like your lab and they they cost a lot more yes Kelsey was telling me that like a minimum for a single horse I can't remember if it was like one or three acres and then you have to add that on for every other horse and because horses are herd animals Mm -hmm. you want to have like a minimum of two but preferably more than that because that's like otherwise they feel a lot of anxiety because well it makes them feel safe to be in a herd so Kelsey was like when we've talked about we'll never be able to afford horses but when we've like daydreamed about it she's like well uh, you know like two would be expensive but like I'd like to at least have three because they feel most comfortable in a little herd of Nene oh they need a little triangle yeah they need at least a triangle and that's like that's a lot of money a lot of acres yeah. A lot of money, a lot of acres. Yeah, he he knows nothing. And you're right, they live a long ass time unless they're trying to off themselves over a cliff, which his would probably do. So Or push him over. They they would mm. just like run towards the cliff, stop real quick and yeet him over. Fling. Also, not one. It's two to four acres per horse. Oh, okay. Well, in conclusion, does this hold up? <laughs> No, it's really bad. It's really bad. It probably didn't hold up then. It probably made the 90s sadder. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, 92 was real early 90s. So I unfortunately understand how this was able to be made and celebrated, but it was still really pushing it. I already feel really like I already get some like depression and anxiety around Christmas. And I'm going to say I feel attacked by this movie because it maybe made it worse. (laughs) This didn't help. We'll watch the Lilo movie. We'll get back on track for this holiday season. It'll be okay. We can do this. Okay. We can salvage it. I'm so sorry. I thought I was so excited. I was like, you and I are going to watch it together. It's going to be like old times, Mary Kate and Ashley movie and just nightmare. Yeah, no, it was it was trash. Uh, the one redeeming thing is I I can try and find some cute like Christmassy and winter photos of us to send. Great, but I mean this is the podcast. Yeah, this is what you guys signed up for. Yeah, so that's what we signed up complaining. for too. I was trying to blame mom yeah. earlier. I texted her and I was like, "Did we actually watch this as children?" And when she confirmed, I was like, "What the hell? Wow!" And she was like, I, "I know." I said, "I mean, I know this is what the podcast is, but I'm really angry at you." <laughs> I was like, this is your fault. 
How dare you have let us watch this age-appropriate bad movie when we were kids and then not tell us not to watch it again as adults for our podcast. Well, no wonder she was like, so I had texted her the night we were originally going to watch it. And I was like, hey, we're going to start watching this. Do you want to watch with us? Because she had originally said she wanted to. And she was all like, "Um, I actually might go to Walmart or just go to bed. And I'm like, (gasps) now I'm going, did you know? Did you remember how bad it was? And we're like, I'm not watching that. I love how she just picked like it was Walmart or bed. Like she couldn't think of any real excuse. So she just picked two options, viable options. I mean, in her defense, she does go to Walmart a lot in the evenings. (laughs) It is that insomnia. Yes. So I'm not saying you were lying, mom, but did you know how bad this was and did not want to put yourself through that? For your children. I just wish she loved us. She's such a Rhonda. Ugh, that Rhonda energy. You've reached Sid and Riley. We can't come to the phone right now. So leave a message after the beep. Ruining Our Childhood was filmed in front of a live studio audience. Psych. But it is produced by us, Riley and Cassidy. With music by Joseph Tuna Medish. You can follow us on Instagram at ruiningourchildhoodpod. Or send us an email at ruiningourchildhoodpod at gmail.com. Support the show through our coffee account, ko-fi.com slash ruiningourchildhoodpodcast. Later.